podcast of West Tigers. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Behind the Raw, the official podcast of West Tigers, where we give it to you straight, where we kick speculation into touch and we where we learn more about the people and the stories behind this great club. Uh, with our NRL team taking a break this week and this weekend, I thought it was an opportune time um, to take a closer look at, at what's happening below the NRL team. And when I say that... Um, I mean the New South Wales Cup team, Jersey Flag Cup team as well. Um, so basically our, our senior pathways teams. These are the teams which springboard uh, our players into first grade. So already this season we've seen the likes of Brandon Turmuth, uh, Jareem Buller, and more recently we've also seen Talon De Silva make their NRL debut for West Tigers. Um and there could, and I'm sure there will be more to come before the year is out. Now, this week's guest, uh, he has a really, really tough job. His job is to develop our brightest young stars and then pretty much say farewell um, and usher them into first grade, leaving his team just to do its best. He played about 20 first grade games with Western Suburbs Magpies. It was in the late 80s. Uh, alongside the likes of Trevor Cogger, uh, Jason Lydon, Ian Schubert, uh, Danny Peacock, and, and a load of, of others as well who you, you may uh, recognise. He found a calling in coaching and is one of, I think, the most experienced pathways coaches in the game. He's coached lower grades at several clubs, including North Sydney, uh, Canterbury, Penrith, Manly and, of course, here at West Tigers. Now, he joined us here in 2019 as our Jersey Flag Cup coach, um, guiding a very talented Manly's under-20s team to, to Premiership Glory the year before. This season will be his second season in charge as the head coach of our New South Wales Cup team. Welcome to Behind the Raw, Wayne Lampkin. Wayne Chops. Lampkin. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, don't forget the chops. People don't recognise me without chops. Most people only call me chops. <laughs> and I won't ask you if the origin of the name is quite obvious, isn't it? Yes, it is. Lamb. Yeah. Yeah. My old man was a butcher. Was he true? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, so I had to end up with oh, chops. there you go. <laughs> I like it, Lammy. Um, as I say, it, it is a difficult job that you've got as the reserve grade coach, New yeah. South Wales Cup coach. And we'll talk more about you know the challenges and the rewarding parts as well. Um, but let, let's go straight on to that firstly. The the rewarding parts must be for you, knowing that I guess you've had some input, and a lot of input actually, into some of these younger kids that do come through. For example, Talon at the weekend making his debut. A month or two back, Jareen Buller making his debut. And earlier this season, Brandon Turmuth making his debut. Must give you a fair bit of satisfaction. Yeah, mate. As a as a second grade coach and as I call myself a development coach, they're the rewards you you get from uh, the hard work you put into those type of players, and you know the hard work's put into all those players, and um, yeah, they're the rewards I, I get from that. I can walk away feeling like I've done my job. Because when I say tough gig, um, I would say yeah, it's very much a transit lounge, isn't it? New South Wales Cup. And you would very rarely, I would imagine, field the same team 
in consecutive weeks because the NRL team will pick it apart and take what they need. And equally, there'll be other NRL players coming back from injury or a drop in form that you have to accommodate. So it is it is really tricky. It is. And the expectation of when I took the job on was exactly I knew what I was getting yeah. into. Um it is a tough gig because you don't have the consistency of the same, you know, 17 every week. Um, and we get, you know, the guy from first grade that comes back down that wants quick exit back to first grade. We've got the part-time guys that are always going to be reserve graders in a lot of ways. And then we've got the young, talented kids who are pushing at the door to get a run. And uh, you talked about Talon De Silva. You know, he played um, 20 minutes one week with me and then a full half game against the Raiders uh, was played really well and he's gone on yeah. to play first grade in that short time so yeah. you know he only spent 60 minutes on the field in reserve grade before his first grade debut. yeah oh, we're going to talk more about talent we're going to talk more about jerome um probably a lot more because i want to i want to talk about pathways in general 20 years experience at westfield sports high you know a lot of these young kids coming through and you've um it's gonna it's gonna be good chats so i look forward to, to doing that when i was doing a bit of research last night because i like to come Prepared jobs, yeah. you know. Yeah, you got to do your homework. Why well, God, it took me back when I was looking at when you made your debut and played those couple of years at the Magpies. So I reckon you you must have just pulled up stumps there, and I've we must have just missed each other because you were eighty eight, eighty nine, eighty nine. I finished in eighty nine. Yeah. So I arrived out there at Arana Park in nineteen ninety. Okay. So that's why we never. No, we'd never met. Cross paths. Cross paths or met. Some of the boys in your team I was looking through last night. Oh, some characters in that team. There would have still been a few there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's some characters there, mate. It was a time in the game when Dougie Rawlings. Dougie Rawlings, yeah, from Oberon. Lids. Yeah, Lids. Um, Junie. Yeah, Junie boy. Um, Yeah, same part as Laurie Daly. The most capped Magpies player, if you take all three grades, Trevor Cogger. Great. Who's young blokes doing well? Doing great. And Trevor was a, a great player himself and played well above his weight. And consistency, you talk about consistency, yeah. he was a very consistent player. And, yeah, he was a great player for the Magic. And Schubert. Loads of, loads of, and we'll talk more about your debut as well. The team you played against when you made your debut. Yeah. We'll talk about that um, as well. Righto, um, how this uh, this works. Okay, so... Um, I, I'll throw six questions at you. Opening set of six tackles, right? Okay. I want you to be honest and fair. I'll try to be as honest yeah. as I can, Chris. All right, then we'll talk some footy. Yeah. More footy and a fair bit more footy in the middle, the guts of the game. And then at the, the back end, um, to the clock up there, Chops. For about five minutes, about five to go. All right. Right, eh? Yeah. <laughs> we'll throw, we'll do your favourite five, right? Right, yeah. It, it could pretty much... Um, be, be anything. Righto. Okay, so um, let's launch into the opening set of six. You ready? I'm ready. Boots on? Yeah. Mouth guard in? Off the back fence. Okay. Well, let's uh, – there it is. There is the whistle chops. Graham Annesley is the referee. It is your first grade debut. You're making it off the bench. It's a Sunday afternoon, round one, 1987 at Penrith Park. Tim Sheens. Is coaching Penrith, your opponent. Roy Simmons is their captain. Daryl Broman, the big mark. He's <laughs> his prop. He's one of the props. Jeff Gerard is in the team. John Cartwright is in the team. Greg Alexander is the halfback. 
David Lydiard is in the team. God, there's some names there, isn't there? All right, um, enough reminiscing. Let's go away with the uh, the set of six. Do you, do you remember, and we've just seen Talon make his debut at the weekend, do you remember the week leading up to, to your debut and the match itself? I remember the Tuesday night at training when they read the teams out and no one had spoken to me prior to the teams being read out and uh, the surprise was more shock than anything else. It was like, oh, no one's spoken to me. You know, I thought I'd was an opportunity sometime during the year to play first grade and it came early. And um, It was round one. Yeah, yeah, round one after trials. Must have trialled well. Um, Were you a back rower? Back rower, front rower. Yeah, yeah, whichever they put me in. I mean, yeah. those days, mate, the back rower played in the middle of the field. Yeah. If you played outside the halfback, you'd get a message from the coach to get yourself back in the middle of the field. You know, these days they're running off halfbacks and at halfbacks, which yeah. I always thought was a good thing. But, uh, yeah, our coaches of those days and the way the game was played, totally different. Um, I was excited. I guess the first thing I wanted to do was ring my parents because they'd put all of the hard work in travelling me around. Um but unfortunately, in those days, mate, there was no mobile phones, I'd hate to say, so no. I had to wait till I got home. <laughs> um, and I lived on the north side, and I was at Campbelltown, and I, I yeah. think I broke speed records to get home to tell my father and my mother that I was playing first grade that weekend. How nice. Yeah. Yeah, how, no, no mobile phones. A lot's just, no so mobile where did you where did you live? Where did you grow up? I, I grew up at Normanhurst, went yeah. to Normanhurst Boys High School. I was yeah. a North Sydney junior rugby league player for Asquith and Pennant Hills. Ah, and, um, yeah, so that's where I played my footy. Story Park. Story Park and good old Pennant Hills Oval. Well, yeah, well, we're going off track here again. Yeah, I'm playing against yeah. Asquith and Cherry Brooker, <laughs> yeah. the th- team I'm coaching, the young boys. Okay. They go good up there. Um, so, so that's your background. Well, lots changed. No mobile phones, uh, but it wasn't NRL. It was New South Wales Rugby League too, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I think... That by that stage the Broncos had come in and, and Newcastle Knights were in so yeah um, Canberra and Illawarra had come in you know, I think eighty three yeah. around that time so um, yeah the game was growing but it was still New South Wales Rugby League yeah yeah okay so just a couple of years in first grade yep um, and a fair bit of reserve grade as well so what happened why just the two years did you was it serious injuries or you wanted to go into coaching or what was it? No, I think, look, different circumstances. Um, at that time, Wes weren't going great. Mm. Um, there was a change of coaches pretty much every 12 months. And I guess the relationship I had with uh, coaches like Steve Goshen, I think he had a lot of faith in me and gave me the opportunities. And then, you know, you meet different coaches on the way that – you know, we don't always get on great with our coaches yeah, yeah. and they don't always see the same as what other people do. So it was just a case of me moving on. And, um, yeah, look, I was always – my love for the game, even from a young age, five or six, um, I was always going to look into coaching eventually. I loved the game so much and had an idea of how I thought it should be played. Mm. Um, so I went and played a few years on the Central Coast for Arimba and um, Wyong. We won a premiership there in 1992 at Wyong. Were you captain coach up there? No, mate. I just yeah. went up and played footy um, yeah. and enjoyed just, you know, the relaxation of playing footy without the pressure. Um, and then the opportunity came along to, to coach and I jumped at it and was quick to hang the boots up and, and go into the other area of the game that I loved. Just 
you just mentioned there you, you went and just played footy for the enjoyment of it. And my young bloke asked me yesterday out of the blue, he said to me, um, he's 10 he said, do you think some players just play for the money, Dad? And I said, well, yeah, you're, you're probably right. But way back then, I mean, okay, you got you got a bit of coin, but it wasn't a whole lot. No, it wasn't a lot. If you were smart with it, you could do something with it. I can remember, you know, I came from a, a background of, you know, you saved your money and you put it into something. And I think I, by the time I'd finished footy, I bought myself mm. a block of land on the Central Coast and um, – What's it worth now, Joel? Well, I sold and bought oh. a house in Sydney. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it, and that was just because of you know mm. I'd, I'd heard so many stories of players back in those days who were on more money than me, ending up with nothing. Yep. And um, it was always in the back of my head if I was going to put in the hard work to play footy and train the mm. way I did and all the rest of it, I wanted to get something out of it by the end for myself. Um, so yeah, I was fortunate enough to come from a background of you know parents who forced me to save a little bit and could see the future. Yeah, well, my, I guess I, my, my point was sort of all, also, uh, for me, I'd, if I'd just play one first grade game, that was like a childhood dream and I'd tick that box and oh. to get some money would be great, but it was not always about uh, about the money. Um, but uh, we're comparing uh, totally look, different eras. Mate, I would have done it for nothing. Mm. Um, well, I would know, too. From a time, and I pretty much almost did. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was back then. Mm. So, but you know, from the time I was a young kid, it was a, a dream to play first grade. I'd watch first grade. I listened to it on the radio. I, I wouldn't miss a game. You know, wherever I could. Mm. I can remember pestering my father to take me to games and stuff like that. So, I just had a massive love for the game. Yeah. At school, if I had to write an essay, it'd be about football. Yep. If I had to write yep. a poem, it'd be about football. Yeah, you know. Sure. So. Yeah, it nice. was just the love for the game. Nice. How, so how did the coaching come about then? Coaching came about, I was working for Never Fail Springwater and I was doing a pre-season game, a promotion pre-season game and an old friend of mine, Bob Saunders from the Bears, yes. where I was kind of brought up my footy there, yeah. um, tapped me on the shoulder and said, what are you doing selling water? You'd be a great coach. And I said to him, well, how do I get into it? And he said, mate, I'll, I'll ring you on Monday. He organised me to go and do a coaching course. And I think within well, a month's time, I was full-time working at the Bears in junior development and coaching the Harold Matthews team. Ditch the never fail. Oh, ditch never fail for footy. I used to get never fail. They used to deliver it once a, <laughs> once a fortnight, I think it was. Yeah, they carry, the carry, the blue truck oh, carrying those big bottles around, mate. I didn't no, need to do weights. That's where the, the guns. <laughs> that's where the guns have come from. Mate. I used to do a few sneaky <laughs> ones behind <laughs> on the truck. <laughs> I bet you <laughs> did too. <laughs> We're only up to question four, chops. So, family life. Tell me about your family. Oh, look, I've got a a beautiful twenty eight year old daughter who's about to go into a new start of her life with uh, getting married in. March, so um, looking forward to seeing her move on into the new chapter of her life. Is the bride's father still fit foot the bill? Oh, mate, it's changed these days. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we go halves, yeah, which is good. good. Yeah, my half seems to be a little bit bigger though. Oh, but that's okay. I've only got the one, so uh, and she nice. reminds me of that very often. You know, Dad, you've only got one, so you know you need to look after me. I went, yeah, I know. Yeah, nice. Um, my partner Maria, she's a school teacher. She's head of business studies at Knox College, um, yeah. so she's a very busy lady herself. So with football, knowing that my time is very sparse in the, um, Do you see much of each other. 
Oh, we kind of walk past each other and say good day every now and then. No, yeah, but you know, yeah, jobs. she's got a very demanding job, you know, and she's, uh, like me, dedicated to what she does. So, you know, it's best that we have our interests and we understand that, you know, time is not always our um, greatest asset. So, But we do spend a lot of time. We, we love going down to the beach and mm. just we enjoy, you know, pretty simple life. Yeah, simple, nice, nice though. Um, mm. And absence sometimes makes the heart grow Fonda, I think. Is that the same? Well, that's what I keep trying to tell her, but she's <laughs> not quite believing me at the moment. She, um, she's got, yeah, she's uh, quite often brings up that bloody football. So, but um, that's okay. We we both get on. Uh, away from footy, then, like you enjoy a bit of family family time. You got any other hobbies, interests? Oh, uh, look, mate. I'm as I said, I'm fairly simple. I I, I really enjoy. I don't do a lot of physical training whilst being a coach because you're so. Mm. you know, concentrating on everyone else. Um, so I love getting away, just going out to my local fitness first and mm. jumping on the treadmill and throwing a few weights around. Is that a little plug? Where is it, fitness first? Pennant Hills. Okay, yeah. you got that? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and we, as I said, we enjoy the beach. We mm. we go down to Newport or Bilgola and, you know, we go for a oh. walk and I, I jump in in the water, have a swim, Um Maria, so my Mar- neck of the woods, chops. You haven't. Yeah, oh yeah. You haven't told I've got me a little coming. unit down at Queenscliff too. That I'll, oh. I'll go and retire in one day. So. He's done all right for himself, <laughs> haven't he? Hey? Yeah, that that little bit of contract, that block of land on the central wow. coast, has done well for me. So but you've uh, gone look, from a rimba to uh, Queenscliff. Yeah. Um, so look, we just enjoy a really nice, simple life. We enjoy going out for dinner, and mm. you know, it's um, sometimes it's good. Sometimes when you get the time, just to put your feet up and mm. enjoy life together and, you know, the simple things in life keep me pretty happy. Yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. 20 years at Westfield Sports High. Yeah. 20 years, that's a long time the one place. You must have really loved it. What were some of the things that you liked most about that school and your role there? Uh, I love working with uh, dedicated young athletes. Um, you know, the, the beauty of working with... Uh, kids in that environment uh, is that they are dedicated towards what they want to achieve. Um, no one makes them go there. They choose to trial for a position there um, and then are chosen on basis of, you know, their obviously their talent mm. and um, a little bit of academic as well and behaviour. Um, it's not that easy. I've missed out on some good kids at Westfields over the time due to behaviour and academic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's your role there. Just explain what your role was. My role was just head coach um, of of the whole program. Uh, I worked with every kid twice a week, whether they were Year Seven or in the Opens team. So I had well, no. I think you've seen a few come through. That so many playing NRL now. Yeah, well, it's quite often mentioned. The school gets a good rap for the amount of kids that have gone through and played NRL. Um, you know, there's so many, and and there's currently. You know, even at our club at the moment, you've got Stefano and uh, Tommy Talao. Tommy Talao. David Clemmer. David Clemmer. Uh, Brandon Wakeham. Wakey as well. Wakey as well. Hotel Vetty Welsh on the women's side. Yes, that's right. So, you know, it's just working with kids like that coming through. Um, again, they're the rewards that I – when a kid from Westfield has been chosen in NRL – um, even if I've had a little bit to do with them over the six years they were at school, I felt a reward from it. And 
Those kids have been very good to me in a lot of ways too. They've never forgotten me um, because of my job and been involved with NRL and coaching for so long. It's um, I cross paths with them quite often. I bet you do, and and we'll probably talk a bit more about this a bit later on. But like even Talon De Silva at the weekend, he was there. Yeah. That I think the vast majority of the Harold Matts Premiership winning team from last year. I think most of them came through Westfield Sport yeah. Tie as well. Um, former. West Tigers greats, Pat Richards. Pat Richards, Bryce Liam, Gibbs, Fu- Liam Fulton. Dean Hallitow. Yeah. Um, and it goes on. But even away from footy, I mean, this school, and did I hear just recently um, it's been given status? Olympics, Olympic. Olympic status, yeah. So, um, yeah, the Olympic organisation has um, endorsed the school as a, yeah. uh, a school where, you know, kids can go and, Become Olympians. Well, I mean, and some of the biggest names in Australian sport have been there. Former Australian cricket captain Michael Clark. Yeah. Um, soccer is goalkeeper Matthew Ryan. Jusman Kawaja. Ozzy so. Kawaja went there as well. So yeah, there's been a lot there. Something in the water. Israel Folau went there too. I Israel Folau. Israel yeah. Folau. Tony Williams. Well, yeah, there, there's yeah, a whole yeah, lot yeah. of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, I think it's the demographics of the Sydney Southwest. Um, I know the. The principal that started the school there, Phil Tucker, mm. he saw Sydney Southwest as an environment where there was a lot of good sporting kids that just weren't getting the opportunities, mm. and that's how he created the Sports High School. Um, and he was a gentleman that came from the North Shore of Sydney. Uh, he brought with him good discipline, and it was always a part of the school was the discipline. Um, as well as the sport, so you didn't get sport without the discipline, and um, I think that's what's created such a good model there. Mm. Well, that is a pretty long set of six, but we wanted to get to know you a bit more, and yeah. I hope we have. Now, I asked a, a former colleague of yours to describe you, sort of in a nutshell. I, I don't need to say who who it was. Uh, he told me you're quietly spoken, but a very good communicator. He's humble and highly respected, and meticulous and highly knowledgeable. So that's what one of your, your former colleagues described you as. All right, wasn't my mum. No. Oh, okay. No, no. Brighton's lawyers are the lawyers you know and trust. If you require legal representation, then why look anywhere else? Call Brighton's lawyers on 1800 848 848. Brighton's lawyers, we do support you in your time of need. That's it. Let's let's dive into and and, and chat a bit more footy, right? Yeah. Let's rewind Campbelltown Sports Stadium um, last weekend. Talon De Silva was on everyone's lips, about yeah. to come off off the bench for his debut. Okay, we've lost Appy, we've lost Luke Brooks, Steph Origin Camp, playing a Melbourne team that have a huge forward pack, two of the biggest. Man in the game. Yeah. Well, certainly Asa for Solomon. Always going to be a, a, a battle for us to hold them in the middle. Mm. Um, I think most games we've showed this year where we can match teams in, in that armrest or that grind or the, the washing machine, as, as they sort of call it. Mm. But once it starts getting away from it, it's, it's hard to wrestle it back. Yeah, it is, and, and you know, not only that, they've got a fairly good sized uh, center three quarters. Oh. Like you look at the size of Remus Smith and and the young guy that's come, the rugby guy that's playing there at the moment on the wing. They're all they're all very big, built like a war brick. 
Yeah. A bit like a Scored four, could have had five. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, ath- they're big athletes and... You know, I guess if, if you're getting rolled through the middle of the field and they're the guys receiving the ball on the edges, they're a handful as well. But I, I honestly believe it. You know, I think our forward pack all year has been really, really good and, and has held their own against you know every team that we've played against. So I guess you know, losing Appy, losing Brooksy... Um, you can't make excuses, but I mean, well... Excuses, but it is it is a, a factor, a very big factor in your performance. Yeah, it is. And and look, it's, it's the confidence that those players in the dressing room before the game give other players, the young players in the side. Um, there is, it's not an excuse because you've just got to find a way sometimes, mm. and sometimes you've got to find the way that suits you on the day um, to get to get the win and get out of there with those two points. And I think. Um, you know, most probably, you know, a little bit of pressure come on us and without those type of senior players around that spine area, most mm. probably just hurt us a little bit there. Um, mm. You just in, in our confidence, you know. And Starry thrown into to six, but I, I thought, he, you know, he's doing really well. Stafford Toe, I think he's, he's having probably the best season. Yeah. But tell us, so, you know, and we spoke to Appy, um, we spoke to a few of the, the boys and um, we talk about playing the long game. With teams, yeah. so that's getting in the in the contest, and yeah. you you mightn't win the game till in the last five minutes. Yeah. It's about getting into that washing machine, you know, set for set the transitions. Yeah, but it only takes a couple of little things, doesn't it, to go against you? Whether you you drop the ball or give a penalty away, one or two or three things, and suddenly that momentum can be with the opponent like it ended up being with Melbourne. Um, and it's it's sometimes like swimming up, swimming against the rapids. It is. Momentum is crucial. You know, and as you said, you know, you, we want to get them into that washing machine, that arm wrestle type football where, you know, you're kicking into corners, you're making them bring it out of their 10, makes it a lot easier to defend, you know. You, and it's the, all those little things, isn't it? It is. Like those yeah, microseconds, everyone doing their job. Yeah. You kick a team into a corner and you can squeeze your defensive line up and there's only one way for them to get out of there, then it makes it a lot easier to defend. You put in the hard effort in your kick chase and in those areas and it actually makes the game easier. Yep. Uh, and that's that's the thing that I'm trying to educate young players with because they come from a, yep. a game where you know a drop ball doesn't matter too much oh. and all that kind of stuff. And yep. we're, I'm trying to get them into that mind yes. thought of kick them into a corner, go down there, make them come out of there, the only pressure I feel on you in a game when you've got the ball in your hand is when you're bringing it off your try line because you know an error can yep. turn into points against you quite quickly. So the beauty of playing that style of footy is that you are putting pressure on your opposition even with the ball in their hand. And once they all understand that it, it is a game of all these little parts, but if you can do all those right, yeah, do that hard work, it really makes it easier. Well, that's right. It does make it easier over yeah. the, over the over the eighty minutes. You actually make the game easier through yeah. small through efforts in certain areas. Yeah. And it's you know the game. You you know you look at games. I, I always revert back. I think it was um, the Roosters beating Melbourne in a grand final. I'm sure it was. And Roosters kicked high to Slater all night. Yeah. Kept him down time. into a corner, mm. and it was the greatest 
win I think I've seen in a grand final where it was just nullifying anything that they had good about them. Mm. They were able to just do that on the night. Nullify their strengths, <sighs> exploit their weaknesses if you can yeah, find one. Yeah. Not too many weaknesses in Melbourne storm sides, but um, no. they just found a way that was going to suit them to win that game. And I can remember, like, I was just watching it thinking, they've got this exactly right here. And um, you could see the frustration coming out in the other opposition. But, yeah, we, 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 yeah, we really push for that as coaches because we know how important it is. It's, it's kind of educating. Mm. It's well as educating. It's actually doing it and then feeling the benefits yep. of it. And then it becomes part of your game. Beca- yeah, when it becomes part of your fabric yeah. of what we do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, co- I coached under 15s team and they just do not respect the ball. <laughs> no. 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 I'm trying to, it's exactly the same thing we've just spoken about there. Hold the gold, right? Do the bait and it will become it. Work your backsides off for that minute in D. Mm. Speed off the line for the whole lot. It's hard, but once you do that, the game will get easier. Exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going down the coaching path, <laughs> mind you, but um, back to the NRL team. We, we had a good month sort of there or even mm. more than that, five, yeah, six really weeks, good. you know. Yeah. Um, on the Gold Coast and then against Melbourne, probably just a, started to drop too much ball again. Yeah. And was emphasis after the first few rounds that – um, the coaching staff had put onto the team it was you know, completing more sets, getting to your kick. Which we did, didn't which we? Which we did, and then we became very competitive there. I think the Manly game at uh, Campbelltown yep. was a very close game, could have won that. Uh, and then from there we started to improve, seeing the benefits of it. Um, got into the wrestle against got Souths. In, they- yeah, that's right. You know, uh, and So defensively we were, we were going well. Mm. Um, yeah, so those things were starting to, to show in our game, a bit more completion with the footy, a bit more field position, and then we started to, to win a few. And um, I think, you know, even from the weekend, I think it was a most probably our errors and stuff like that. Um, and I guess it was just a, sometimes there was a little mm. bit of over-trying as well, you know, in those circumstances of being behind and chasing the scoreboard, those things will happen, mm. you know, so... Your um, New South Wales Cup then, so it's been a bit of an up and down season for you and it's hard with the team changing from week to week, but as you've said, that's what you sign up for, right? Yeah. You've got to deal with that. That's just the way it is. Um, Heavy loss to the Dragons at Lidcombe on the weekend. What went wrong there? Exactly the same as what we are just speaking about with Mm. possession and, um, you know, the game was in the balance five minutes before half time at 10-4 behind... Next minute we go into half time uh, twenty to four down through a couple of errors of our own, which made it very difficult, mate. Um so yeah, it's it's been it's been hard. We've had some really good victories. We've we've mm. knocked off the Warriors, um, we've knocked off Penrith, um, we beat Canberra two weeks ago. Had a draw too. Had uh, a dr- had a draw last week against Blacktown. Yeah. Um and on the weekend, we lost Will Smith uh, the morning of the game with, with illness. So, you know, you start taking your half, experienced half out. You start taking a couple of players out of that side yeah. and, and all of a sudden, you know, mm. you're uphill. But 
again, it's just getting back to doing the basics really well and you can still win that footy game. And mm. that's the disappointing part as a coach. Six wins, um, eight losses and a draw. So you're just, just outside the top eight. Yeah. Um, obviously making finals is, is a goal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, there's a long way to go in the yeah, season. Yeah. And then things change in second grade, mate. You know, clubs get injuries all of a sudden the second grade weekends and you play them that weekend and you're a chance. So, yeah. so you're, you're part, so you're obviously head coach of, of, of New South Wales Cup, yeah. but you're also one of Tim's assistant coaches here. Yeah. Um, and your role is, is a transition coach. So yeah. preparing those, those players to come through. Um, a lot of hours involved, I'd imagine. <laughs> Massive hours, mate. Um, but those eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they are big hours, but, you know, that, that comes with the job. Mm. And I knew that when I signed on. So we touched on earlier, uh, Wayne, about you know, being a transition coach and having players come in and out of your team from from week to week. So that's probably the, the greatest challenge. Just Again, just, just tell us about, you know, you can broadly categorise, I guess, those players in sort of three three areas. Yeah, mate, you've got the NRL players who are... Doesn't want to be there. Doesn't want to be there. Um, they want to play first grade, and I understand that. You've got a bunch of guys uh, to, uh, in a part-time squad that fill yeah. the vacancies of you know, the players that yeah. aren't in there from the top 30. And then you've got the young achievers who are making their way up from flag and SG ball who in a hurry, in a hurry. and um, you know, with the club and the situation it is with a lot of good kids coming through, uh, we've got to find space to give those kids some opportunity playing against men and out of their own age group. So, you know, it's a challenging, as you said before, it's a challenging job to keep everybody happy. Um, and that comes back to sometimes uh, can be, bit about my personality, the way I treat people, uh, you know, knowing how to treat people, individuals mm. differently. Um, so it's a big part of my job there. Um, I enjoy the role of getting the NRL player back to first grade because um, although it's hard at the time when they're dropped, um, to be selected back in first grade after coming back and mm. playing well in reserve grade is a... Great thing for him, and most of the time you don't see him again, which is a good thing as well. So, so yeah, and you, you've got big personalities. You've got very experienced players. For example, you had you had Joe Offengawi there for a while. Yeah. Um, David Nofaluma has been in reserve grade. Yeah, in and out. Dane Laurie's been there yeah. um, for a while as well. So, you know, these are you know, tried and tested first graders, but yeah. you also get a, re- a rewarding feeling seeing them get back into the. Yeah, I do, yeah. mate. I, I, you know, the big thing for me is when, with players of that status, when they come back, you know, there's there's two ways that they can approach it. They can work hard and work their way out of there, or they can kick stones and spend an extra four weeks or five weeks there because of their attitude being poor. Mm. The guys you've spoken about just there, um, I mean, Joe would never have played too many reserve grade games no. in his career. Um, the way he came back and he approached it and he, um, he, you know, in the short time he was there, he was, he was leading the team. You know, he, he really pushed himself to get back into first grade, which was great. Mm. Um, Dane has played well most weeks and the opportunity will come for Dane, I'm sure. Sure it will, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so, you know. He's just getting over that head knock too, isn't he? Yeah, so, you know, they're, they're, it's rewarding. Um, I think because I'm here full-time, I'm at training sessions with the top 30, um, I'm not a stranger to them. Mm. So they know how to approach me as well and they know that I've got their best interests. So I think that helps yeah, immensely these days. And and, and given your, your role formally with Westfield Sports and, and w- dealing with number of juniors you know a lot of the players in the pathway system yeah. currently and you knew quite a bit about Talon De Silva who made a rapid rise through the pathways program so just recapping that in the space of 12 months he goes from playing Harold Matthews uh, then goes to Flegg taken out of of uh, to ball rather than to Flegg then to New South Wales Cup with yourself a couple of weeks ago and then makes his NRL debut and wasn't that just Wonderful scenes on that southern hill at Campbell. Yeah, Town. local kids, see, local junior. He said um, he was going to try and fill the hill, and he, he bloody nearly did. East Campbelltown junior. Um, yeah, look, you know, he had a lot of support there. I know I spoke to the school during the week because um, they were very interested to, to see that he'd been chosen and whether he was going to play or whether it was just, you know. Yeah. Um, the school was interested. There's a lot of kids from school there that um, yeah. he'd gone to school with. Yeah, so, nice. yeah, great support. When is a player ready, Chops? What are the What are some of the telltale signs? Um, you know, you've got an 18-year-old. How did you know he was ready for NRL? And did, did Tim Benji, they come and have a chat to you? Well, look, I think Tim's approach to it is if they're good enough, they're old enough. Mm. You know, so... We've seen it before. I guess it's uh, it's managing their footy now. Um, you know, Talon got two little stints there on the weekend. He got a feel of it. He now understands a little bit more about it. And I'm sure over the next month mm. that will be the plan for him. Um, in in the long, I guess the long process is making sure that he's ready to be a starting hooker in mm. 12 months two years' time, we're talking about an 18-year-old kid. Um, so it's not like he has to be that no. player. You know, we've got Appy there uh, who he can learn off, a great great experience to Absolutely. learn off. Yeah. Uh, Talon was, you know, I, I had Talon at Westfields in year seven. He was 12 years old. By the time... Did you spot something back then? Uh, by the time we'd finished the first year, um, I had some young coaches around me and I said to them at the time, I said... Oh, I think we've got something special here. True. Because he, even as a young player, he was always going to be a hooker. There was never, never a, mm. you know, he might be a half or he might be a fullback. He was a hooker. Mm. And you rarely do you get that in a young player, do you know what I mean? Mm. Especially coming out of mod football where they're not allowed to run no. or they weren't allowed to run. Has she got then. the vest on? Um, he just picked things up quickly, you know, was, playing straight out of dummy half, engaging markers. He mm. he just he took it on so quickly. And I thought, you know, if this kid develops physically, you know, he could be anything. He's certainly got the talent. So it was certainly there. Yeah. Young talent time. Yeah. That was that, that, that was just that was school. Do you know what I mean? That was that was my job at Westfields. It was Yeah. You know, there was some talented kids there that that most probably never went on for different reasons. And then you had kids like uh, there was Jason Saab, Lindsay yeah. Smith, mm-hmm. Matt Dor- Dory yeah. from Parramatta. Yeah. 
they couldn't make their age group team until they were 16, but they absorbed everything you said and then physically they started to develop and they went past kids that were most probably better schoolboy footballers than them. By the time they were 16, they were first picked in the team. So, you know, sometimes you've just got to wait a little bit. You find that um, mm. love for the game and that ability and, and, and things that they do have. Um, not everyone makes it at... 15, 16. I've seen plenty of kids win Harold Matthews competitions for clubs that never went on and played first grade. Well, there you go. And and Dean Hallitower, last week or the week before, was in here, and he said he didn't make really any of the junior rep teams. Um, so there, there, there's some lessons there, isn't there, to parents of young footballers or even to young teenage footballers that may miss out on that development squad or that Cubs squad that yeah. we've got now or whatever. Yeah. It's not the end of the road. No, it's not the end of the road. And as I always say, to, you know, one of my big talking points to parents was at school, even when they, you know, we did trials, I'd say to them, look, if he doesn't make it, it's only my opinion. Yep. He could go down the road and someone else have a different opinion to me and he'll get chosen. So at the end of the day, don't give up based on my opinion. Go and... Keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. If you love the game enough and if that's what you want to do, try till it's no longer there for you. Um, and I think you know a lot of kids these days give up too early on their ambitions because it is very selective at a young age group now, more so than ever, you know, Harold Matthews and, and things like that. If they're not making Harold Matthews or SG ball teams, they're giving the game away, which is... I think is a, you know, if you love it enough, stick at it. Now, Jareem Buller, um, he's made an instant impact. He's been an instant success, still very, very young and still learning a lot. But uh, actually my physio said to me only yesterday, he's he's the type of player when he gets the ball, you expect something good to happen. Yeah, that's One of those players. That's how it's been so far. You know, the crowd's reacting to him. You know, I think everyone's expecting something of him, yeah. Did you expect him to make such an impact so early? No. No. I, Did I, anyone? He Look, not based on ability. I never thought that he never had the ability. he was with you in, in Cup. Yeah, he was with me in Cup for a while. I'd watched him play Jersey Flag last year. Um, there was – he was raw – Mm-hmm. You could see that there was something there. Um, his personality, he's a quiet kid. And uh, he, I thought, oh, it might be a little bit of a shock for him at first. You know, this, mm. is, this is a big step. Um, how wrong I was because he just slid into that first game against Penrith and you'd... <laughs> and, I was expecting to see a kid full of nerves sitting in the corner in the dressing room worrying about everything that was about to happen. Yeah. He went out like it was another game of footy. And it was a, that was a surprise because his personality that was shown to me wasn't that. No. And I'm sure he's still, you know, there's nervous times. He's having those nervous times. But he's not allowing it to affect his footy. Oh, lovely, lovely young fella. Really mm, quiet. Yeah. You've got to watch out for the quiet ones. Yeah, well, you do. That's and then he true. went to we, we, Dragons up Magic Round. I think he saved another game for us, didn't he, yeah. from memory? Yeah. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a surprise, mate, because, it, you know, I just, you know, that's what 
takes all different people to play our game, I guess, mate. And he's just one kid that's grabbed it. Yeah. Did you see though? Did you see in him there were some signs that oh, like, yeah. he's an NRL player? Yeah, and talent, yeah. athleticism, all those things um, all pointed towards him um, achieving that type of goal eventually. Um, mm. But again, Sheensy with his approach, and you know, he's a young kid, but he's good enough. We'll Sheensy well, did make mention of him in pre-season I recall yeah. and a couple of journos picked up on it yeah so he I think Sheens had seen what you've seen and yeah well Benji we'd kind seen. of seen it the year before in Fleg yeah Tim and myself had watched a bit of the but it's a there. tricky one too because you've got these young kids coming through right mm. and and even with talent at the weekend right it's a it's a marvelous occasion for him and from me from a PR point of view I want to sell the story I want to. You know, it, it's a good news story, yeah, right? But yeah. they're not. And the same with Jureen when he made his debut. From my point of view as a media manager, I, I want people to know about this. It's a really good pathways type story. Mm. But then you've got to be careful too, haven't you? Not to overexpose these young players, um, because you just want them focusing on the game. Well, it's about timing. Mm. Yeah. You know, when when do I put them in? What game suits? You know, are we going into a game which suits a young player coming in? It's how are we going as a team? Are we going okay at the moment? Is there people in there that mm. can kind of um, support him and guard him a little bit in his experience, especially the young players? So it's all about, you know, picking that game for them. Um, mm. Well, it was of, perfect of, that Talon was it to be at Campbelltown. I don't know if that was orchestrated, but it was... Well, yeah, and, you know, although Melbourne well, Storm still the had the... Land of the Giants in the middle of the field there. Um, yeah. There was no Cameron Munster. There's uh, no Harry Grant. So it was most probably a good time to give him a taste of it. And I think it was done really well that, you know, he wasn't put under any pressure at any time. He no. was just out there getting a feel for it. And the good thing for me was he, he didn't stray away from doing the stuff that he'd done previously. He, got in there. he ran from dummy half. He took yeah. his opportunities. Quick. Um, so, you know, again, it's just one of these young kids that don't have any fear and, mm. you know, again, he, you know, I'm sure there was some nerves there, but before the game he was, you know, yeah, same well, as he, what he was the week before with me, even playing second grade. I thought when he came up, I thought, okay, I'm going to have to deal with a kid that's going to have a bit of nerves here. Mm. I don't want him to be overawed by this. Fine. I'm fine, Chops. Yeah, he did okay. say he did say leading up to that his day NRL debut that he was now playing against men, yeah. full grown men. Yeah, um, he said he had a few butterflies, but yeah, lovely young boy and and family met his yeah. his dad too, Johnny. Um, yeah, when I was saying yeah, you you want to you want to make the most of the occasion from a, a PR type yeah, point of view, but of you got to understand the player you're working with and you don't want to rattle them. But he was very calm and enjoyed the week leading up to it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I guess that he'd done a pre-season with us, mate. And, yes, and the senior players even in pre-season were asking, "Who's this kid?" You know, so he'd already had a little bit of the support and yeah. that from from senior players. They didn't feel like it was no, it, it was wonderful. Yeah. As you say, land of the giants. We didn't get the two points, um, but Talon's debut was was awesome. Yeah, uh, Twali. What about what about Twali? I mean. I've been to some footy games in my time. That was hairs on the back of the neck stuff. That the, when the Twali <laughs> chant started, 
just, it would have been lovely. How good to, it would have been lovely to have twenty thousand there. They would have. Yeah. But uh, yeah, look, great for him, mate. You know, he he takes it on the chin. He, I don't think scoring tries is really as a concern for Twali. I think we to I do. think everyone else has made it a concern in the game. Yeah, yeah we're all we're all keen for. And him I reckon to score. he's been getting a bit fed up with all that. Oh uh, yeah, I he, think he just brushes it aside now. I think he expects every second commentator or person within the game to uh, mention it. What did Vossi say in the commentary? Something like. Uh, the world is a beautiful thing, <laughs> or something, <laughs> something to that effect. Yeah, that's great for him, mate. He's a, he's a tremendous uh, guy, Twali, and well loved by everybody in mm. the club and and in the team. Um, he's he's uh, kind of forged a, a real good uh, mateship and mm. training ally in Dave Clemmer. So. Well, Clem almost took the try. Did you see that? Clem could have. Almost grounded it himself. Yeah, he spoke to me after the game and spoke to Clem me did. about that. Yeah, he did. He said to me, oh, Chops, he said, I could have dived on it. And then I saw Twali coming from nowhere and I thought, well, he's a better chance than me. So I just kind of left it. Oh, he, goes, and when it, he goes, I didn't even fathom to me that it was Twali coming. Yeah. He said, I could just see this bloke coming from nowhere at speed <sighs> and, uh, and the excitement, like, you could just even on the players, they recognised it straight away. Yeah. The smiles and that all in the celebration of it. So I saw yeah, the coach's box too. They and Benji recognised it too. It was he, just I'm a on, moment. I, well, I'm on the headset to Benji on the sideline, and Benji goes, "It's Twali." <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. And then I went, "Oh, yeah, it is." Yeah. So yeah, no, it's great excitement. And as I said, I don't think we're ever going to see a long range try from Twali. Now, he still hasn't carried the ball across the line, really, Technically, has he? no. So I don't know whether we can count this one. <laughs> we might get Twali on next week. Yeah. I reckon we'll we have, we have a chat to him. Um, at the weekend, Lidcombe Oval. So remind, too, a double header at Lidcombe this weekend on yeah. Saturday. So midday we've got Jersey Flegg and then 2 o'clock kickoff against uh, the Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Yep. Um, they beat you earlier in the year, didn't they? They, they did. did they at Belmore. Us, That's hot oh, day. That's stinking hot day. Stinking hot day. We'll put that down um, no excuse that. because we were both there. Um, yeah, yeah, they're a strong side. You know, they've got a lot of depth mm. in their lower grades. Um, so yeah, we're in for a big afternoon. It's a double header. So NRL team is has got the buy. So if you, you know, get out there, if you can, league come over. Um, so back uh, last weekend, then yeah. nice. So the new grandstand will officially unveiled. Tommy Radonikus OAM yeah. grandstand. Yeah. Lovely touch. Yeah, it is a lovely touch. I mean, you, know, you go back to the old days at Lidcombe Oval and I can remember watching Sunday night footy with people packed around the, the bike track there. I think yep. they played South Air one day and there was people, there was that many people there. So, yeah, look, it's it's nice to get back to the grassroots of it all and where mm. it all originated from. Um, you know, we've been fortunate enough this year that we've had really good support when we've played there um the weekend hopefully our you know performance on the weekend won't deter people from coming out and having a look this weekend mm. um I'm so sure yeah. yeah yeah you get that that sort of sense of nostalgia and it, it is our home ground hey it's our well one of our well look, spiritual home grounds you know for the, the west for the west side of it yeah. um it's still very much their mm. yeah home ground their their little bit of mm. independence i guess um, so yeah, you know, the, and you know, you're talking for about Alan Feller. Alan Feller's cooking the sausage sandwiches out there. You got Leo 
Epiphany running around organising everybody. So, yeah. so you've kind of got a little bit of old West nostalgia there. Um, they've just, you know, done up the dressing rooms a little bit in there to bring them into slap the, of paint, slap of paint, bring them into yeah. the you know twenty twentieth century. 20th century. <laughs> <laughs> so but hang on. So we've got this, this. All the bloods off the wall from when oh. the slapping was going on. But wouldn't look, you love to be a fly on the wall back in those days? Yeah, I can understand. Like you know. And I say I say this to the players like the people that turn up in the West Gear still yeah um, you know you you've got to go out there and at least you know give them something I said these people are turning up on their own bat they still love the yep. black and white jersey I've seen um, you know in my time I've seen what Newtown can have mm. created with their second grade team and their support. I've seen what the Bears are created now. They, they've got the same thing. Um, you know, they've just got their supporters. and yeah. um, which, is, which is fine. You know, and that's, that's fine. That's yeah, legacy. That's, that's history. It's that's heritage. history. And not everyone can be changed. Um, so, you know, I understand where they're coming from, mm. these people. And, you know, the players pay them respect of mm. saying good day and, you know, and... Oh look, absolutely. We are one. We are one club, right? Yeah. We are West Tigers. Yeah, that's right. We are proudly West Tigers, yeah. but we have a very, very proud heritage and that's history right. yeah. that other clubs don't have. Yeah. With the joint venture, um, you know, and obviously there's there's still a lot of people just wearing the Balmain Tigers jersey as there are wearing the Magpies jersey well, with the Masterton across the front. You you go to Leichhardt Oval recently. But they're all and part of this, and you'll still see a West jersey and mm. a Tigers jersey because that's where their yep. background comes from. But we're all supporting the one thing in in the West Tigers, yeah. and yeah. you know, I I'm employed by the West Tigers, and I'm coaching West Reserve Grade. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I understand the interest from absolutely. Those people. Yeah, look, yeah, it's a big melting pot, and we're all, yeah. we're all sort of rowing yeah. the, the same boat yeah. here. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we've got this new grandstand. Well, not new grandstand. Unveiled with with Tommy Tommy on the grandstand. There were seats available, but I saw a photo, and I don't know a bloke looked very much like yourself from the weekend, s- sitting in a chair on the top of a dunny block. <laughs> was it you? Yeah, that was me, mate. Me and my assistant. <laughs> that's that's the best view I can get from Lidcombe Oval. Uh, top of the, the toilets. Leo said to me, I still haven't built your coach's box yet. I said, oh, well, mate, I'll just sit up there. Yeah, look, it's... You like the end-on view. It's behind the ground. It's a little bit elevated. As I said, work safety, Mm. health and safety. I wasn't quite sure about climbing up a ladder onto the roof. I am a football coach, not a plumber (laughs) or a tiler, so I was a little bit worried about the insurance part of it. Um, But, yeah, mate, look, you make the most of what you've got, you know, and that's part and parcel. So I'd like to be in the box at ANZ Stadium every week, but that's not possible, so I've got to make the most of what I've got. Absolutely. Hey, you've got some, um, some players that are knocking on the door of first grade or yeah. of NRL, um, and they've been named in the 22 sort of squad on a team list Tuesday the past few weeks. Yeah. Uh, likes of Itasi James. Yeah. Who went over to New Zealand too, didn't he? He came with us with the... In pre-season? the trial and the pre-season, did he? he did. Pre-season yeah. challenge, he did. Yeah, no, he, he did. did. He, played, yeah. uh, he played all the trials pre-season with first grade. Big um, body, so he's knocking on the door. Tristan Riley has been scoring tries for fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, Will Smith as well. These sort of fellas aren't far away, and I guess you know, they may well 
playing the NRL before the season's out? Well, it's, as I said, man, it's still a long way to go. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I think no doubt, I think Tristan um, is a is a chance based on his performances. I think he scored um, about so 10 tries in yeah, yeah, 11 games. And, like. you know, the opportunity may come for him if there's an injury. Not that it's all about scoring tries. Tell, no. us, about, tell us about Tarsi then. Tarsi, big mobile, good leg speed, big man. Mm. Um, I think he could give us some impact off the bench in first grade. Um, I think he's not far away from an appearance in first grade myself. Mm. I guess, you know, they're always asking me, you know, um, where am I, where am I at? Mm. Um, and as I keep saying to them, you keep performing well in yep. your arena where you're playing that weekend, then only performance will get you where you want to go to. Um, mm. Don't rely on anything else. Rely on yourself you know, to go out each week and play well. And then when the opportunity comes, that's that's when you jump at it. So I think I definitely think uh, as a Tarsi, I think um, yeah, Tristan are both most probably the guys who haven't debuted yet in first grade who will make debuts by the end of the year. Mm. And obviously, will uh, at the moment opportunities around that half hooker area. He was eighteenth man on the weekend yeah. of the Storm game, so okay. he's. He's well. He's proven NRL he's proven player his and history. And yeah, handy. very handy backup to have. Yeah, to have there. Are there any other sort of youngsters in the system or younger players coming through that maybe you've spotted? Oh, there's a young fellow that's been playing in the centres for for most of the year. He's back in flag at the moment due to most probably guys like Tristan and I've mm. had um, NATO back there the last couple of weeks. Um, uh, Levi Sakuru, mm-hmm. um, he was he's been playing very well in second grade. Um, I did have him playing on the wing for a couple of weeks, but that wasn't justifying him as a player. So Solid I boy, moved him Solid. off off the wing and put him back in the centres in in Fleg for his mm. development. Um, he's one that's that's going well. Yeah. So look at the moment with the inconsistency, we're most probably not getting that week to week performance out of people that I want would like to uh, of those young players at the moment but um, we're working hard on it and mm. hopefully over the next month or so that we can get a bit of consistency about us and then you'll see these young guys again popping their head up so good Brighton's lawyers are the lawyers you know and trust if you require legal representation then why look anywhere else call Brighton's lawyers on 1800 848 848 Brighton's lawyers we do support you in your time of need Righto, um, why don't we dive into you? Oh, yeah, we bang on. So, righto. yeah, five together. Okay. Favourite five, righto. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. Do, do, do. Yeah. Okay. Um, as a kid, your favourite player growing up? My favourite player growing up. It's going to be a North Sydney Bear, is it? Nah. No. Graham Eady. One back. First jersey I ever had as a kid, though, Eric Sims. Right. One South jersey. Wow. Love goal kickers. So who'd you support then? Well, as a South supporter, as a very young kid, yeah. I don't know who got me into South because no one else was a South supporter. And then I think my father most probably took me to Brookvale so many times I became a Manly supporter. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Graham Eady. Graham Eady as a back and Terry Randall as a forward. Terry Randall was the best... Defensive player. Yeah. 
Wombat was the best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I thought, yeah, Wombat was I a great I spent a bit of time with life. Chad, actually. Over, he yeah. came over to London. Uh, yeah, so they were my two favourite players back then. Yeah. It's funny, I, I'm getting off track here as well. Another mate of mine, he was a Wombat Edie fan. Yeah. Hanley Tragic. Yeah. So yeah, what's his, what's he named his first daughter? Yeah. Edie. <laughs> <laughs> so I see her in the French. She's, she's hey, Wombat. <laughs> what? Yes. Um, your best career moment as a player? My best career moment as a player? Ah. Uh, our first grade selection. The debut? Yeah. 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 Bring in, bring a mum and dad. Yeah. Um, just a lifetime dream mm. coming true and something that, yeah, was still kind of, it was, a, it was surreal really. Yeah. You know, once it happens, mm. it's kind of, well, wow. okay, I'm here. Because so. it's a life, it's a life, not a lifetime, it, it Years and years and years, you're sort of you know, going through those junior ranks thinking, gee, I'd love to just play in RL one day. And when it happens, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought of, you know, all the people that had played a part mm. in my footy, you know, coaches that I'd had. I had a very good coach. I played a bit of lower grades at Manly, Gary Thorogood. Yeah. Um, he was a really good coach, and I think I took a lot on board from Gary. Um, so, yeah. Um, who was the biggest larrikin in your couple of years at the Magpies? Oh, look. And I probably should have given these questions to you before you came The in. biggest larrikin at the Magpies, unfortunately, he's passed now. And that was a front rower that came to us from the Raiders and Parramatta called David Woods. Woodsy, I went to school Woodsy. with him. Yeah. Went to school together. Yeah, look, uh, it's a very sad story yeah. with Woodsy, but... He was the absolute larger than life. Larger than life, and yeah, he was a great man. And he was my he was my roomie when we went away. Oh dear! So, <laughs> um, two we were the odd couple. I was yeah. the quieter, um, you know, say not much, be seen, not heard. And yes. uh, Woodsy was he was the instigator of everything. So I jumped jumped on his curt tails every now and mm. then, and. Um, wow Went into his world But yeah no He was a great man um, Yeah Yeah Really Really um, God rest his soul Yeah Yeah, yeah he was a good uh, man. No he went to Paramount Maris Yeah Yeah um, Do you have a favourite Piece of advice That you've Been given uh, My Well my advice That I give to most Is, is, is never give up On a dream um, And I I revert back to my Manly team, the NYC team that won the comp. Um, we scraped into the semi-final by seven actual points for and against. True. We scraped in on eighth. This is what, 2020? Uh, 2017, the last NYC competition. Right. And um, we scraped into the semi-finals for, on seven points for and against. It was We were equal. With Top four, was it, or...? Top no top eight. Oh, top eight. Cause, yeah, because it was a it was a national competition, yeah. and um, we had to play North Queensland in the first game. They had Horsburgh. Would that have been one v eight? Yeah, one v eight. Oh, so one v eight first round. So you know, you got like, them. Okay, let's see what happens. Oh, I think one versus 
can't remember. Six or eight, yeah. Um and I went in, you know, they were a funny bunch of kids, a bunch of larrikins and good bunch of kids and I wrote on the whiteboard, Dare to Dream. I said, oh, what else have I got? You know, mm. we're coming up against it here. Well, just wrote Dare to Dream. Hopefully that'll inspire them to think that it, everything, you know, just work for it and it can happen. And, uh, you know, we went through and eventually won the competition and, and we'd had, we'd, we hadn't won four games in a row all year. We had to win four games to win the well. Wow. All so, about timing, chops. See, so yeah, all about timing. But uh, yeah, dare to dream. Yeah, you know, so many people sit back and let their dreams, you know, go without trying. So, um, you know, and as I say to to people, if you give up, if you stop dreaming, you stop living. So, like it. Yeah. Finally, mate. Then, um, okay, this is a three pronged question. So, mm-hmm. favorite food, favorite movie. And favourite place in the world? Start with the food. Favourite food? You cook? Nah. No. Don't have time to cook. Oh, if I was cooking, boys in that scene, that, that chair, if I, me how good they are cooking. If I was cooking, mate, I'd get dinner at 10 o'clock at night. I don't get home till no. eight. So, uh, no, look, for me, favourite food? Char grilled steak. Yeah. Yeah, just a normal steak, man. Medium. Oh, Medium rare, well. You yeah, don't like it mooing. I, I, my a little remember, bit of pink. Remember, my father was a butcher, so everything oh, of course. everything he had was still mooing on the plate. Was, yeah. And I can remember, you know, we'd we'd have a barbecue and my mum would yell out to me, oh, your dad's cooking a barbecue, and I'd say to her, make him cook it. Yeah. <laughs> stick the barbecue on for five minutes, go, it's cooked. Yeah. I'd say, no way in the world, you know. But, yeah, so... Just a good old steak and salad, mate. I'm yeah, a, you know, I'm a, I'm a pretty much a meat and three veg or meat and yeah. salad kind of nice. lifestyle I've had. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I'm very. We got a lot of things in common here. My granddad would, um, if he'd curse if you ever put sauce on a good steak. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I don't. Get de- it. No, yeah, I'd, don't I'd, need go, I'd go to a nice steak restaurant. Or a restaurant. I go, what sauce? I go, no. no. Maybe a little bit of. Don't need sauce. A little bit of mustard on the side, maybe. Just, if just you want. give me that steak, cook it properly, char grill it. I'll eat it as it is. Beautiful, nice, right? Oh, um, favorite movie? Favorite movie? What are you into? Oh, current like over the last couple of years, I like the Gentleman the movie. The Gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, who is it? Um, Who's the lead oh, actor? Don't no, ask see, me that, mate. Don't ask me that. I can't remember the last time I sat down and watched a good flick. Yeah, I like the Gentleman. Um, Hugh Grant was in it. I'm not big uh, on Hugh. It's too. I think he's too. Um, same sort of character in every movie. Nah, he's in, different no? in this. Different in this. Yeah, different. Right. This is a bit of a. Yeah, much different in this. Not uh, in, not not great into movies. No, nah, okay. Uh, ne- Netflix stand or anything. I'd rather no. watch the footy. Footy. <laughs> right. Okay. Finally, your favorite place in the world. Favorite place in the world. No. You can have been there or you don't have to have been there yet. I'm going there. Oh. I'm going to go there next year um, after the season if I've got a job. But, uh, yeah, uh, at the end of next season, I'm going to go to Italy for a few weeks. Maria is a traveller. Maria is Greek. I was going to say. She's flying out to Crete on Saturday for two weeks with 
because she can and I can't and she's not. I'm not going to be oh. able to stop her because of my stupid football, as she would say. So she's, she's been, <laughs> she, she spent a bit of time in, in Greece, right? So she loves the Greek islands. Yeah, me too. Um, so I, I'll just, mate, she's been around the world and yeah. and I've been to Take Queensland. To, um, and <laughs> Take it to Gold Coast, yeah. Campbelltown. Beautiful parts of it, So, you know, I... Paramita. Yeah, you know. Um, I, I, take it to Verona. I can live with myself. Take it to Verona. She like that yeah. under um, yeah Romeo and Juliet. Oh, okay. the, the balcony where yeah, oh. yeah, you know, he threw pebbles up. Big expectations. Yeah, no, the, yeah, yeah, you like that, mate. It's been a pleasure, chops. Um, all the best uh, for the rest of the season Thanks, with mate. New South Wales Cup, obviously. Yeah, um, and. This weekend at Lincoln on Lincoln Oval Saturday afternoon double header, Jersey flag at midday against the Bulldogs, yeah. and New South Wales Cup uh, two o'clock kickoff there as well. So get out there if you can. Sit in the well, newly named Tommy Radonikus OAM Grandstand, and uh, we look forward to seeing you out there. NRL team uh, by this weekend, obviously, and uh, then they'll be focusing on going to Townsville to take on. Um, the Cowboys. So thanks for your company. We'll do it all again next week. You know the drill. Until then, show your stripes. Behind the wall, the official podcast of West Tigers.